Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 30th of May, 2019. This is The Gap, episode Objection. 469. Shut up, Job. Objection. 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 It's only Thursday, the 30th of May, for one of us. It is Wednesday, the 30th of May, Wednesday, 2019. Wednesday, the 29th of May. <laughs> <laughs> for those of us in the land of the team that ruined basketball. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's the 29th. Uh, we are... We're going fucking worldwide with this shit. Luke's over in San Fran. Yep. And he's dialing in using the magic of the internet. Uh, I'm using um, a broad modem. A board modem? A board? Yeah. A board modem? Good good one. (laughs) Board. That's that's ironic because I'm bored of this conversation. (laughs) Classic. Uh, Yeah, anyway, so you're over in San Fran. I was uh, off, you know, we're just fucking jaunting about at the moment we're everywhere we're everywhere except for in sydney doing that fucking podcast <laughs> earning those dollar uh, bills get earning those earn, <laughs> earning the small bucks um yeah but we're making it work are you gonna you are in san fran are you gonna go see a finals game uh i'm not gonna get to no this because there's only gonna be four of them or because you're leaving <laughs> no because um <laughs> It basically didn't matter who won out of the Eastern Conference because both, both of them had a better win ratio than San Fran. Um, than oh, the Warriors. So the, yeah, right. So either, either game was going to end up either in Toronto or uh, Milwaukee. Um, so I would have missed it because I leave on Sunday. Um, right. Which is... So the basketball is tomorrow night. It kicks off. And yep. then the next game is, I believe, Saturday. Yeah, so by the time it, yeah. it gets back to here, it'll be I'll be out of here. I'll be gone. That's cool. Some oh. other time. Oh, well. Yeah. Just to tack on a couple extra days. Uh, Easy peasy. Yeah, see what happens. <laughs> Just to see the basketball. I mean, all, all, all you then have to pay for, right, is uh, extra hotel fees, yep. flight changes, yep. $2,000 for a fucking finals ticket. Yeah. Uh, it's easy, but like... Or 55000 if you want to sit next to Drake. Fucking do it. Do it and play that fucking Pusha T song the entire time. <laughs> just actually just play all of Pusha T's songs. It's it's a year since uh, Pusha T released the story of Adidon, that fucking diss track where he revealed that Drake has a, was hiding a fucking child. Right. It's, this, it's magical. It's a magical time. Hmm. Like go in. Go in on Drake. Someone has to do it. I can't believe everyone has forgotten. Like anyway. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh so anyway, San Fran, is it good? Is it cold or hot? Um I mean it's it's like uh sixty four Fahrenheit joke. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> uh, it's a, I'm guessing that's cold. It's yeah. I mean, the temperature's been around about fourteen degrees to twenty-ish. Oh, okay. Um, so it's the same as what it is here. Yeah, it's not too bad. But here is summer at the moment, or, right. or getting into summer, something like yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's only been fourteen during the day, like at the the height of the day. It's been fucking cold at night here. Real cold. Yeah. Right. Very cold. Um, so no, yeah. do you know where else it was cold? Uh, it, it was also cold Westeros? in Western Australia. <laughs> okay, oh well, yeah, 
How, like, how fucking dare you bring up fucking Westeros to me when you refuse to fucking read out my fucking email? I spent so fucking long writing that email out into a way that would be easy to fucking read for you pricks. And you refuse to fucking read it. And, worse still, I listened to the entire goddamn podcast. Because we told you to? I, it's not like... It's not like I just skipped through the fucking... To find the bit where you read out my fucking email. No. I listened to the whole goddamn thing. Ridiculous. Like, I can't believe that you guys would do this to me. Because it was a good fucking email. (laughs) It was good. It it ended up in the spam mail for some reason. What? Is there... Like, how fucking harsh are our spam settings on that fucking email? (laughs) Yeah. Just everything goes to the spam folder. Fuck a duck. Anyway, uh, I'm very grumpy about that. We will address that later. If we've got we time. reading that fucking email. <laughs> no, we've always got time. I will fucking continue this podcast on my own, read out my own question, and then answer it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sounds good. It'll be a high quality, the, the sort of high quality podcasting that people have come to expect from The Gap. Uh, no, I was talking about Western Australia, which is where I was for the last like week and a half, two weeks, uh, where it was like one degree at night time and like frost, frost on the windshield. I very dumbly rinsed my, uh, rinsed the car I hired off, mm. uh, at sunset or just after sunset and then woke up in the morning and the fucking windshield was frosted over, which was annoying uh but it was 30 degrees during the day it was like fucking wackadoo shit it was awesome though extreme very good because uh we were i was i was playing some nautica in real life uh some nautica being that underwater game that we loved uh yeah no uh i went on a holiday to xmouth in wa x-men and i gotta be honest literally everyone should do it forget the great barrier reef the Great Barrier Reef is just better advertised. Everyone should go to fucking Ningaloo. Ningaloo's the real shit. It's fucking spectacular. It's the greatest shit I've ever done in my entire life. I swam with whale sharks. I swam with dugongs, uh, manta rays, reef sharks. Saw some dolphins. Didn't swim with dolphins. Aren't, aren't uh, uh, dugongs just poor man's dolphins? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, They are, kind of. But, uh, so really, I swim with dolphins. Poor man's dolphins. Um, you're not allowed to swim with dugongs. All right. Like, there's, uh, according to Australian law or some shit, if, uh, like, you're not allowed to chase after marine mammals of any kind Hmm. and get in the water with them unless you have a permit. So you can't go do it, like, you can't go swimming with humpback whales or dolphins or dugongs or... Other marine male mammals like your mum, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, unless you have a permit, uh, so it's yeah, it was like just complete luck that we went up swimming with dugongs, which was fucking sick. Uh, even better, uh, turtles, literally thousands of fish. They went to we went to this one place. Uh, we were doing a manta ray snorkel. We went to this place and. Uh, like they anchored hmm. and jumped and you jump off the fucking back of the boat and literally thousands of fish 
Like, straight up. It was the fucking hairiest shit. Uh, like, started out being like, you, you look through the f fucking snorkel and you're like, holy shit, there's so many fish. And then you look around and you're like, actually, that's too many fish. You know what? I've thought about it. And that's too many, like that many fish. If they wanted to, if they decided to eat people, mm. like there wouldn't be anything I could do about it. Uh, I, I, I just, I would just die. Mm. And I think one of them, like, bit, had a crack. It was pretty. It was yeah, I think so. And I don't like. I've I've seen Piranhas. You know, Piranha the movie. It's pretty good. I've seen the Piranha series. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not a fishologist, so I don't know what a fucking piranha necessarily looks like. I don't know, technically, theoretically, they only live in, like, you know, the Amazon, right? But in the movies they got out of the Amazon, didn't they? So, who fucking knows, right? Like, in every single one of those movies, they've found piranhas everywhere else. I'm not saying the, no, the movies are fucking based in reality or anything. But Historical like facts. <laughs> There's like, apparently we've only fucking charted like fucking 10% of what lives underneath the ocean. Like we, uh, we don't know everything that lives on the ocean. We swam with like, there was a big fucking huge pack of barracuda that we swam with. And I vaguely remember those from my childhood as something that fucking eats people. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It was fucking, it was scary. It was a bit scary, but also awesome. It was very cool. Um, yeah. So there was that. Hmm. Uh, and yeah just mostly we, the the best part was we had these full face snorkels so instead of the you know the goggles yep. and the tube in your mouth we had a fucking big full face thing like literally like what they're wearing in Subnautica and you just sort of like paddle around you don't have to like <laughs> You don't have to breathe, like, specifically through your mouth or anything. You can breathe through your nose sure. or through your, like, uh, mouth or just... You just sort of breathe, right? The only trick with them is that if you do, like, heavy exercise, if you have to, like, power swim, uh, it's hard to draw enough oxygen in. So, you like, it's very much for, like, calm snorkeling, paddling type things... In that situation, it's the fucking best because you can see way more than anyone else can. But if you have to fucking power, I had to like take every time because with the whale shark, basically what happens is the whale shark is it's a fish mm. that is the size of a fucking city bus, right? It is the biggest fish in the world and it just sort of fucking swims past. Uh, and yeah, you can see it. Uh, it'll. A couple of times it like turned at me and like it was opening its mouth because the way it eats is uh, it doesn't eat like a shark. It doesn't have like fucking teeth. Uh, it's sort of like a whale, right? But instead of having those big uh, string teeth that interlock, but like a baleen whale, it has uh, has those like those filters in its gills instead. And so, like, the fucking water sort of rushes through its mouth and through the gills, and the gills catch all the food, and that's how it eats. Anyway, so when it opens its mouth, it's just this fucking gaping maw of nothingness, of, of deep, deep black. And, yeah, it's uh, pretty terrifying when it turns on you to swim at you, because you're like, <sighs> but it would never eat you, because it's, 
It can't, like, it can't. It literally just can't eat you. Mm. Um, so anyway, it does turn at you. It's scary as fuck. But when it swims past you, it moves like this, like, it looks like it's not really doing anything at all. It sort of shakes its tail from side to side real slow. But because it's the size of a fucking city bus, it just fucking pings. It's just like fucking off. It's gone. Woo! Peace, baby. Uh, so you have to fucking hammer after it. You've got like fins on, uh, which help a little bit, but it's still a giant fish and you still like, unless you're a very, very good swimmer, most of the time you can't keep up with it. And yeah, it was fucking tough because I was, I had to like take my mask off I'd swim fucking, you know, like classic stick your head out of the fucking water, like on the side, like freestyle, yeah. fucking <laughs> pinging after this thing. And then I have to put my fucking mask back on just to keep up with it. Cause yeah, you literally just can't get enough air through. And then once you're there, you sort of just like float above it and you're like, this is fucking sick. But yeah. It was hairy. Um, and what else? Uh, Mare's race are crazy as well. They're fucking... They're the size of a fucking car. Like a... Uh, sedan. From like wingtip to wingtip. They're these giant fucking doormat things. Uh, and they're technically in like the shark family, I guess. Hmm. I think. I'm not a fucking fishologist. But uh, yeah, they're giant. They're fucking huge. And uh, they just sort of like swim about. Uh, and I did a duck dive on one. And it like sort of, it was feeding. And so it was doing like these loops. It does these loops while it's feeding to get as much. It's got the same sort of feeding thing as a fucking whale shark. Um, and it sort of just like flopped on top of me. And it like it was it weighed as much as a car under the water and it like it didn't know that it was drowning me it wasn't like i wasn't in any danger of drowning like 100 percent, never in any danger of drowning because i just had to get out of the way but in that moment i thought i was going to get fucking draped in the ocean's blanket and sunk to the fucking sea because <laughs> uh, i had no fucking like i'm just like oh fuck i've been hit by a fucking giant car but it's only moving like water car because it's doing loops it's only yeah a car shark it's only doing like real slow it's going real slow and sort of like just sort of flopped onto me but because i don't have enough like i'm struggling to try and stay under the water uh when you duck dive you just sort of like go you take a big breath and then you go underneath the water and you expel all your air so that you aren't as buoyant anymore because uh, I'd expelled all my air and because, yeah, this thing was, you know, it's a big fish. Mm. I don't know. It's freaky. Freaky as fuck. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty sick. Uh, everyone should do it, basically, is what I'm saying. You could like, you, I, I, we could have swum in, in about two minutes. We could have swum to the fucking shoreline from where we, where we hang out with these manta rays. Yeah. Like you could go off the shore swim for a bit and hang out with some manta rays which is fucking bananas you'd never do it with a whale shark because they don't they don't come in that close it seems but yeah like manta ray thousands of fucking fish reef sharks apparently there were tiger sharks but we never fucking saw one i was all in on getting in with a tiger shark but uh we never caught up with one 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the craziest I've, shit. I've man. always been told, like, because my partner's like, we should go swimming with reef sharks. And I'm like, have you not seen the fucking videos of people being bitten by reef sharks? No, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Reef sharks aren't going to bite you, man. They do. Like, they they're bite. not going to bite you. I, I, go watch they're- it on YouTube. There's fucking dozens of videos of fucking people getting bitten by reef sharks. Yeah, dozens of videos, but thousands of interactions a day between humans and reef sharks. Like, it'd be like not going outside because you're afraid of a fucking, like, hawk's going to eat you or something. Oh, no, a hawk's going to scratch me. And you're like, fucking hawks don't scratch people. And you're like, well, just look it up on YouTube. There's a hawk that scratched a person. You're like, oh, well, I guess I never go outside anymore. Like, just fucking go swimming with reef sharks. Seriously, Ningaloo. And yeah, these, like, they're, at this point, right, they're never, they're not good, unless you fucking trap them, right? I guess if you were to trap one, then it would go for you, right? Because mm. it's trying to get away. But most of the time, a reef shark isn't going to eat you because it can't, it can't, it knows it can't eat you, right? It knows it won't inevitably win. What if there's 10 of them? Meal. So it's just like risk analysis. There was three of them hiding in this little cave. Uh, and I had to duck dive all the way down, uh, low enough to really, really put some pain in my ears. Uh, but yeah, duck dive all the way down, see them. And they were just, they, there was like a natural current going through this cave. So sharks can't like stop swimming or they die because that's how they get oxygen through their gills. Uh, but this current was dragging water through the, the cave. And so they were all hanging out inside of there where they didn't have to move anymore. The laziest fucking sharks alive. Mm. What a bunch of dudes. Um, but yeah. And yeah, I think I drove 950 kilometers in, in the space of like six days. Right. That's a lot. It was a lot of driving. It was a lot of driving. Because um, that's the only downside of Xmouth is that there's not like nothing is close to anything. Um Xmouth itself has it's like a regular sort of country town, mm. uh, beachside town, I guess. Uh, it's like any other one you'd see anywhere up and down the east coast of, of Australia. Um, but outside of that, like if you want to go somewhere and see fish, you got to go fucking a ways away, which is, yeah, um, a bit of a pain. But it was still fucking spectacular. Everyone should do it. Hire a car, though. If you were to do it, you'd have to hire a car. I want to fucking drive all the way up from Perth. I want to start in Perth, hire one of those camper vans and drive up from there. Stop, stop along the way. Because it seems like there are a billion places. There's like Shark Bay and shit. Like a billion different places you could go to yep. um, along the way. And because it's not like... Because the East Coast is like covered populated uh it's all really busy but here yeah you see like 10 other people at a beach and it's a busy beach um yeah oh and you have to be a good swimmer because none of the beaches are fucking manned there's not a single lifeguard in sight so if you can't swim gotta catch a sea turtle uh yeah catch yeah (laughs) catch a ride catch a ride um, I stood on a stingray, ah. scared the fuck out of me, because uh, I stood on something, right, and then it like it didn't feel like sand, and so I put my head under the water, and then the the thing I'm standing on started wiggling, and then I see the fucking 
tail flipping back and forth. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm going to fucking rain out of the water. It's pretty fucking freaky. Yeah, no, it sounds... I don't want to get Steve Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> sound like you're pretty close to getting barbed. Yep. Um, I was. That would have been that would have been a story though. Mm. You know? Uh oh. Uh anyway. Yeah, that was cool. Uh Xmouth has two different breweries. Like beer breweries. Right. And I went to both of them, obviously. Uh, and they do like some decent beers. They were doing a fucking Lagarita where they poured a fuck ton of tequila into one of the kegs. And I got fucking I got fucking hammered off like one drink. <laughs> it was fucking potent as fuck. It was hairy. It was it was good shit. Um Yeah. It was good. And then I went to Perth. Uh, Perth was pretty sick. We we're gonna go to what's that fucking island with the quokkas? Quokka Island. Quokka Island. That's it. Yeah. Rotnest. Rotnest Island. We we're gonna go to Rotnest Island and get quokka selfies, but uh, turns out the things to do on Rotnest Island are get quokka selfies and go snorkeling. And we'd been we'd spent like seven days snorkeling. So we were fucking over it. We didn't want to spend an hour and a half on a fucking ferry or whatever the fuck it was getting over there to take some pictures with rats. So we didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like a nice place. Um, I went to a whiskey bar that served bacon and whiskey at the same time. So they did like a bacon, a bacon whiskey flight and they paired a whiskey with a bacon. So you got a shot of whiskey here. And a piece of bacon. Right. It's genius. I can't believe nobody's ever thought of it before. Uh, but it was brilliant. And uh, it was quite tasty. What if you like so make that. the whiskey, uh, put it in like a, a, a bigger glass? Oh, oh no, I guess sure. you could put it in the, leave it in the shot glass and just have like the bacon be like a straw. Oh, or, or even just God. have the bacon be a, the shot glass. Yep. I'm, and then you just I, eat it. I worry about the structural integrity of your straw, but uh, I want to find out if it will work. You'd actually like this place too, because it was American style whiskey, which is code for bourbon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, and you only drink bourbon. You don't like whiskey for whatever reason. No, I don't like, I mean, so mm, I guess maybe I need to try something else. Like I don't like scotch whiskey. But, like, there's so many different types of scotch whiskey. Yeah. There's, like, a billion different types. Like, what is it you don't like about scotch whiskey? Have you... You've had all the whiskeys I've got, right? Um, I, I guess so, yeah. Uh, what is... Like, even stuff like Shivers, Regal, um, I'm just... I don't know. Just don't like... It's the flavor, I guess. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have to try something. I don't know. Maybe I have to try more of them. Yep. Well, I've got fucking tons. Because I went to... So they've got a couple of distilleries over in WA. Uh, I couldn't get down to the one I wanted to go to, which was the Lime Burners Distillery, because it was way too fucking far away. Uh, but I did get to Whippersnapper, which is a relatively new one. And they do corn whiskey. Uh, and they do moonshine. Mm. And... Uh, so I did some day drinking uh, and got hammered on moonshine and, and corn whiskey. And corn whiskey is basically just whiskey made from corn as opposed to 
another grain. Um, it's at first it was like sort of weird, and then it really grew on me. It's pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very uncommon, it seems. Um, but yeah, I got a bottle of that. It's pretty good. Uh, and yeah, uh, got a bottle of moonshine. Tried some quinoa whiskey. It was not good. I was not a fan. Uh, out of <laughs> it was, what? What? <laughs> like, what's it made out of? Quinoa, you know. Yeah. Quinoa. Yeah. Yeah. And what they so just soak it in corn that? whiskey. It's quinoa. Uh, they use that as the grain that they've mashed up. Right. And yeah, I wasn't a fan at all. I didn't think it was very good. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, I did. T- I did try it out, and it was two hundred and twenty dollars a bottle, uh, which I wouldn't pay. It was like no age statement uh, in, it, which means it was it hasn't been aging for ages for a while. The distillery itself has only been open for five years. So yeah, there was like just no fucking way I was I was getting $220 a bottle. Jesus Christ. You get a really like good bottle of whiskey for $220 a bottle. Fucking hell. That's um hmm. anyway, uh yeah, so that's 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 my trip to WA. Went to a bunch of places, ate a bunch of food, uh yeah. Went down to Frio, as they call it, Fremantle. And went to the uh, Little Creatures Distillery, oh, yeah. which is a really, really good, like, joint. They had some good beers there. Uh, and, yeah, basically just had a holiday. It was sick. Uh, my main takeaway is, good God, you have to go swimming with whale sharks. Mm-hmm. Everyone should do it. It's the fucking best. Uh, it is like legit the best. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yep, that's it. That was my holiday. Anyway, on to some video games. Cool. Yeah, let's do that. Um, okay. I I've got a couple here. I don't have much as you. I uh, I was gonna bring my PlayStation, but it turns out there's no TV in the place I'm staying. Um, what? Yeah. So the options were to go rent a TV or do something else and i was like fuck it i just i'll play <laughs> mobile games so i've been playing a couple of mobile games um i talked a little bit about the gardens between last week i've played a few more levels it, it definitely um it's a it's basically a puzzle game if you missed it it's a puzzle game that uh, uh involves time and you're 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 playing as two characters that are trying to sort of traverse a, a mountain um on each level while navigating a bunch of obstacles and whatnot um yeah, I, I've progressed a bit further this time, and the the actual puzzles do ramp up in difficulty. Um, so it does get a bit harder, which is good to see. Um, but I, I'm still only like halfway through the game at the moment, so I've still got a bit to go. But yeah, um, I'm still enjoying that. It's uh, I spoke about last week. It's The Gardens Between by the Voxel Agents, a an Australian uh, game developer. So. Yeah, yeah. I remember you talking about it. Uh, I didn't wind up getting it, but it did sort of remind me of that other game that I was talking about, um, TikTok or whatever it was. Did you wind up checking that out? Um, I think I looked it up. It's, but I don't remember. 
guess your partner would also have to get involved because oh, yeah, the... strictly a two player game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, this is it's uh yeah. Yeah, the games between his um Yeah, this is the one you saw at PAX, right? Like Yeah, a couple and... of years back. I think I think it was when we were doing um we were on a panel or something, I think. Or maybe we did a podcast. I can't remember. I thought I talked about it on there. Anyway, I did see it a couple of years back. Um, yeah. And it definitely stood out. And it won a bunch of awards when it came out, but it's only just recently sort of been converted across to to like iOS. Um, and it works like pretty well. It's it's because it's such a simple game. It doesn't really require a lot of mechanics. It's sort of just backwards and forwards and tapping on things. So it works really well yeah. for the device. It's kind of strange that it wasn't <laughs> sort of something that was already going to be coming out on mobile devices like earlier, like alongside the PC and and uh, Mac platforms. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty odd. Yeah. Anyway, it 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 you know it works well for for what it is. Um, uh, I'm just curious to see like how sort of complicated it does get in terms of its puzzles because it, it is pretty basic to start off with but as things sort of progress it does get a bit harder but like how how hard will it get and i don't think it's going to get much harder than what it is at the moment because it's it doesn't seem like it's that type of game um yeah. so yeah right. I, I guess i'll wait and see what happens but i'm still enjoying it so far do you think it needs complexity <sighs> um I mean, it'd be good to have in there like extra levels or something. I did ask them about that a couple of weeks back when I was talking to them. Um, yeah. But it just seems like they're pretty happy with where the game is at the moment. It's sort of supposed to be set out to be this sort of journey between these two characters sort of reliving their memories. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know. All right. Um, there's a couple other games we've been playing. Uh, There's a mini golf game that came out on iOS. I blasted through all the levels on that. Um, it, I don't know what the actual name of it is called other than mini golf. <laughs> um, it's basically just like a, uh, you need to get to the end of the holes in a certain amount of turns and they start throwing weird obstacles at you throughout the, um, the levels. Um, but it's, yeah, it's not great. It's pretty average. I feel like, um, and there's only about 50 levels. I blasted through it in about two sittings. Um, it uses an energy mechanic so that each time you have a turn, it minuses like one of these energy points. Um, and you start off with 10. I think it replenishes like one every five to 10 minutes, something like that. And, uh, are you there? You there? No. Oh, I thought you disappeared. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's like, it just doesn't really ramp up. Like there's just not a lot of content there. It's it's over pretty quickly, and it seems like they're going to add, adding more worlds to the game. But um, yeah, there's just not a lot there. Yeah. It's kind of strange that it's kind of been released in such a like a a bare minimum um, like game because yeah. there's just not a lot going on there. So kind of disappointed in that one because um, it was on a it was on like a recommended list. I think was on the actual iTunes store. Or the App Store, um, so that one was a bit disappointing. Uh, but the other one I've been playing a lot of is Doomsday Clicker, which was released about six months ago, um, and it is a click game where you are, um, I guess, trying to survive an apocalypse, and uh, 
you're building sort of underground uh, networks and buildings. Um, it reminds me a lot of, I guess, XCOM, like that, uh, that ant farm sort of view of like you go down into the ground and like you can see inside the rooms and sort of what they're building. Um, similar to like Fallout yeah. Shelter as well, that sort of aesthetic. Yeah. The actual art style is really nice though. It looks looks really good um, on the phone and uh, it's it plays really well. Like surprisingly, I've played a lot of idle games um, on my phone and this one works really well. It looks, looks really good. It doesn't sort of um, like, it doesn't give you a bunch of... Uh, like infuriating pop-ups all the time or it's like it's, it doesn't bug you to do certain things about like hey well, you should try and um purchase this these these gold bars to you know level up quicker and whatnot like that stuff is in the game but it's not hassling you about it um yeah which is good because i've played a a couple of them recently that are just like persistent in trying to get you to spend money in the game and um it's a massive turn off so <laughs> that can be quite frustrating yeah. um but i've been playing this one for about two or three days now and uh, i just check it every couple of hours and um yeah i'm enjoying like sort of what it is and i'm keen to see uh like what <laughs> like how it evolves as you progress through levels and whatnot because you kind of start off with with an area and you get to the bottom of this base you're building like a bunker um and you're leveling up all these buildings and you're acquiring um people to 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 come down and and gives you like bonus stats and whatnot and then um you move into another area and you can start sort of building another bunker in this second area but you've got the option you know as most idle games do to like reset and um and then when you do that you get bonuses and and that sort of stuff so i've done that about prestige right? yeah you like prestige and and it's like hey you've acquired this many points now so you get like a bonus of two two thousand extra um you know gold you'll be earning and then that kind of incentivizes you to start again and you'll get to sort of where you were before pretty quickly but you'll be able to push past that barrier um and be able to get like more expensive buildings and that's sort of like the the grind of the game um and i i'm not seeing like i haven't gotten far enough to sort of see where things go like there's a bunch of levels past where i'm already at and um yeah i've still got like still got to play it for a bit more to see sort of how deep it actually goes but i'm enjoying it at the moment and it's uh yeah it's a it's probably one of the, the prettier games of, that i've played in terms of an idle game um because i think the arts yeah, right. the arts really nice it's called doomsday clicker um it's out on ios and android but i'm playing it on yeah. ios at the moment and it runs right. really well it's good i dig it um cool the other game I'll talk about the last one and then I'll let you take off is uh, Battlefield Five. Um, obviously, not, nah, not, nah, not, nah, not. Nah, nah. What? Not. Nah. We're talking about clickers. We're talking oh. about clickers. And we're going to keep talking about clickers. Have you got a clicker? I've been playing some clickers. Oh, you've been playing Hooked Ink. Hooked Ink. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that is a idle game uh, on the mobile. I don't know if it's on iOS, but um, yeah, it's it's on Android. And uh, yeah, I was actually really about this game. I played it. It was basically I installed it. Uh, when I got to WA, um, this is off my and, recommendation, right? Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> You're and, just saying that. Uh, it I, like... <laughs> hey, it just sounds like you were just yeah, well, yeah, for sure. You, yep, okay. <laughs> well, like, 
I don't like it. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. It's 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 not like I got to a point where it's not good. Like I've gotten to a point where it is like super aggressively uh fucking anti-consumer type like exploitative horseshit. Yeah. Like it feels like the only way to progress is to uh pay money yeah it's to buy stuff yeah like the only way to progress is to buy the gems because it's got this these systems in place where so I made it to I think like three islands from the end it's got like a really it's got that really good like the active portion of it is actually pretty engaging in that you're like swiping over fish and stuff mm. uh, which I think is really clever uh, and it does, you know, it does bonuses for watching ads, but it very quickly becomes a case of just watching a fuck ton of ads. And at some point, uh, well, it doesn't say what goal I'm up to, but um, at some point you reach a goal where you're supposed to have like 10 crew members. Yeah. And I have seven. I'm at the, I'm just looking at it now. Third last... Uh, location mm. uh, and I'm at seven crew members uh, and I am not even 10% of my way in terms of the currency that you use to purchase crew members because you use these green gems to purchase crew members I'm not even 10% of my way towards unlocking my eighth crew member and every time you buy another crew member the price for crew members goes up 50% yeah so it would then be 900. I need 900 of these gems. Uh, I'm at 62 uh, out of the 650 that I need. Yeah. Like, that is so... And the only way to fucking complete this goal is then to pay money for coin, like for the gems. Yeah. Which I think is just utter bullshit. And then there's all this other stuff. There's the items in the game. Yeah. Uh, the items are a key way for you to actually upgrade to a point where you're able to like progress significantly prestiging at some point like at, at the point where i'm at where i've prestiged enough that i have what is that one four two eight zero seven eight a one million four hundred twenty eight thousand and seventy eight percent bonus to every single click uh like Prestiging for another 2,000 XP is meaningless, uh, but I can't get more. I can't make meaningful progress mm. on that click without somehow dramatically raising the amount of money I'm bringing in, which would require me to either get better items, like better itemization, which requires me to spend gems, uh, or to get like more like fisher helpers crew members uh which also requires me to have gems and so yeah i've reached a point where the only way to actually progress is to spend a fuck ton of money on this game yeah uh which is dog shit yeah I, that sounds like about but the, the part like, that i got to where it was asking you to complete a mission like in the quest yeah. book that was like you need this many crew members and i was like i'm never gonna get to that point <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it's, it sounds and i like uninstalled it i think after that yeah 
like yeah I'm, I, I did as well like I just bailed out and I got a different game instead called Crossword Quiz which is not a clicker game it's just a fucking quiz game uh, with a crossword conceit basically so uh, all the answers are laid out on a crossword puzzle format so if you don't know the answer to uh, the hit party song by a uh, Atlanta based rapper mm. I think it was I think that's what it was uh, the answer the hit 2014 party song the answer was GDFR or something like that. Uh, I had no fuck. I had no fucking hope of guessing that, uh, but I was able to get enough letters to, uh, like, sort of blunt force my way through that answer. Um, that sort of thing, right? Like, it's not that super fucking interesting, but it is. It's just a time waster. Um, and yeah, I like trivia. Sure. But I'm going to try out this Doomsday thing instead. Yeah. Uh, so, should we do your Battlefield one, or uh, I've got another mobile? One just uh, just touching on the the Doomsday and the the, oh, the yeah. uh, hooked ink stuff. Like the the similarities there is that um, the Doomsday is uh, you're you're earning like gold bars. Um, yeah. And that's where like you're able to spend uh, to get random crew members, and I think there's sixty all up and i've got about seven or eight um so i don't know where it'll get to a point where if it's grindy or not because you're sort of earning gold bars as far as i can tell it could be random um but there's also like a uh when you unlock some of these buildings it'll it'll like chuck a gold bar into a bank like a, a vault that you've got sort of on the side like a stash and and uh, if you want, you can spend money to unlock that vault. But you're still earning gold bars anyway. Um, so I don't know if it's going to get to a point where it's it's uh, it's grindy. Like, is the the value of these people going to go up all of a sudden? Because at the moment, I think it's it's about four or five gold bars per person, and you earn um, gold bars by completing challenges. And they've been pretty like I don't know liberal about all those challenges like they've been pretty easy so far so uh, i don't know if they're randomized or if they're like part of a list that it's sort of working its way down to um but every time i complete a challenge it's like all right you get a new challenge in an hour and it'll pop up again and it's like this challenge is worth two bars um and sometimes they're super easy to do so yeah uh, uh, like if, if it's going to get to that same point i don't i don't know but that's what i'm sort of curious yeah. to see because um yeah well i guess we'll find out what happens but cool. you should check it out because i think yeah i think the art style is very good it's it's super um like engaging yeah, yeah. um yeah and it's like it's obviously got ads and whatnot but i mean unless you're paying for <laughs> these types of games then that's sort of the way yeah. they work these days um yeah, exactly. But yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, Battlefield Five. So just quickly, uh, Nate and I uh, were obviously on the podcast last week. And uh, yep. once we were done, um, we jumped into Battlefield. Because I think we were talking about... We, we actually did. We talked about Battlefield for a little bit when we got sidetracked there. Um, and they released a, a big update. So we finished the podcast. Um, I started rendering it. And then Origin Man is the worst it took so long to fucking update i reckon it took 
must have been an hour and a half to two hours for for the game to update and it was like a jesus i don't know it wasn't a big patch it was maybe five gigabytes between five to ten gigabytes and it took so long like i don't know what it why origin is so slow um yeah. it sat on preparing for half an hour um and it just like started counting up to you know whatever it does 35 gig and then it starts downloading the patch which is like five gigabytes and uh yeah nate and i finished it pretty much the same time with downloading it and yeah it just took so long um they need to sort out mm however it is they're running patches because <laughs> it's terrible it's really bad um anyway we jumped in and played some firestorm because uh, obviously there was some changes uh made to the matchmaking and saw the way that works we just want to check it out and uh we were getting some games which was interesting um oh, okay. uh eight people in the server which um which was, which was like, at least it was working, I guess. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I think yes. we played two games and the maximum we had was about 12 people. Um, That's... It's, it's not good. Well, shit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. so the interesting thing is we actually, I think we won both of those games. And then the game after that, we got put into a 64-player server but it was in it looked like it was southeast asia um because we were both on like 110 130 ping something like that and uh yeah so i don't like i don't understand how we've gone we went from australian servers to all of a sudden and now back in the southeast asia server it's so strange whatever they're doing um but we ended up winning that game as well which you know it was fine whatever uh yeah and then the game after that, we couldn't get a game going. Like, we got three games. Two of them were in Australia. One in wherever it was, Southeast Asia. And then we couldn't pop a game after that. We tried for like another 15 minutes and nothing popped. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Whatever they're doing over there is fucking strange. It's really weird. Um, well, you saw they're getting rid of Domination and uh, Frontline's playlists dedicated playlists yeah did you see that yeah like they're trying to consolidate player numbers uh it must it must be going a bit rough uh i was saying this on twitter yesterday but seriously it is time for them to abandon all but conquest like fortnite pubg these games have proven that ga- like games will sell with just one fucking mode. We do not need seven billion fucking modes just just to make it feel worthwhile. We need seven billion fucking maps and like one really good mode. And people are buying Battlefield for fucking conquest as it is. Uh, I don't like. I don't care about fucking rush. Uh, someone someone pitched adding Titan Assault to the mix. Uh, which I would support only because Titan Assault was super unique and hilarious, but it'd probably wind up just sort of muddying things a little bit. Yeah, Titan Assault was basically better, like a better version of Frontlines. Like, good god. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, like, yeah, just let it go. Just make a conquest game. Like, people would fucking buy it. I would buy it. Mm. 
oh, I can't, like, get the fuck out of here. You can still do your weekly fucking modes. Everyone play Squad, Quon- Squad Conquest or whatever the fuck. Everyone play, oh, this week's mode is Team Deathmatch. Gun game, something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. You can do these fucking quirky fucking party playlists, but just have one mode that you're really fucking good at and yeet the fucking rest of them out into the fucking sun. Yeah. And make uh, uh, Firestorm a free to play. <laughs> yes, free to play, yeah, and spin Firestorm out into its own fucking thing, which I reckon is going to happen at E three. Yeah, I think they need to. But it's yeah. it's it's pretty done. Um, yeah, uh, manual leaning they added into the game, which is so strange. It's like why this wasn't in there in the first place, or why it's never been in a battlefield has like blown my fucking mind. And it's so good that it's in there now. Um, because it changes like the like you can actually fucking stand behind a wall and then peek out and shoot somebody as opposed to uh-huh. just like strafing out cuz I don't know about you but I don't use the the leaning that that's in the game uh currently or that was in the game like the automatic stuff where it would sort of textual yeah it'd sort of be like oh yeah. you're near a wall or you're near a door frame um and it like peek I up. definitely did but only when I was fucking camping yeah Right, like only when I was defending a point would I fucking use that shit. Because otherwise, who the fuck has time? But that's the way we play, right? Like the the way we play that game is, if if we're stopping, it's literally to revive someone or just to make sure we defend a point for three seconds to give our team a chance to respawn there so we can move on to the next fucking cap. Right, that's just how we play Battlefield. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm sure people who spend all their lives camping probably love that fucking system because it's really easy to fucking put like it's quite intuitive i think uh it's just not as useful as manually fucking leaning yeah so i think that's a good change manual leaning is much like i want i wonder if they put it in there to sort of test the waters for the next whatever they're doing um but i think it's awesome it works really well the way they've implemented it so that you can't like spam it um i think works pretty good um but basically, yeah. if you press it like more than three, like three times in a row, it sort of slows your movement down, so you can't actually peek in and out quickly, which is yeah, it's a good solution to that. Make a bit more realistic. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, just meant that I needed to rebind basically all of my controls. <laughs> like I need something <laughs> for Q and E now. Um, okay, because yeah. Q is normally like ping, so that got moved. Uh, and then E was, I think, like, interact or something. Yeah, and then, like, you start moving two buttons and all of a sudden you have to move, like, ten. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, like... The cascading effect. Yeah, we, we... But, yeah, Nate and I had some fun with just playing those short rounds and just messing around in Firestorm. And, yeah, as we say all the time, it's just such a shame that that game or that, like, they just fucked around with that mode so badly. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's getting there. They, they, they like added a yep. b- bunch of new locations into Firestorm, um, but we didn't get to see them because <laughs> we only played the three games that we got in there. One of the games, yeah, with like 12 people in there, we got seven kills or something like that. We, we cleaned up most of the server because there was 12 of us in there. We got seven and there was two of us. So there was three people that got out, got away from us at the start. <laughs> um, That's anyway. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll hear about Battlefield at uh, E3 in two weeks. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, true. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all I've got. So what else did you want to talk about? They've got here. Oh, well, let's go back to the mobile mm. for a brief second. I'm talking about auto chess. Uh, auto chess is Dota two auto chess, but uh, it's been split off from auto uh, Dota two. Uh, so this is made by the official developers of auto chess. It is valve blessed, uh, semi supported in that you can link your steam account to auto chess on mobile and uh you'll get like uh the candies that you earn mm-hmm. uh from the dota 2 auto chess mod uh but it is not the official auto chess game because it turns out uh valve has purchased the rights to make the official dota 2 auto chess game uh so they're working on that now yeah. um so yeah those are two that that's like a bit separate i guess uh it's an important distinction i guess uh it is linked to dota 2 auto chess the mod but it is not dota 2 auto chess the game uh it's yeah anyway uh so this this is yeah the mobile version uh so because it's not dota 2 anymore uh all of the characters are similar but legally distinct Mm -hmm. from the dota 2 characters so You've got like, uh, I don't know, Angry Axeman. Shovel. His name's Shovel. <laughs> no, his name is literally Angry Axeman or something shit like that. <laughs> right. uh, and that's Axe. Uh, you've got like, like it's legit like they've done the lowest amount of effort to make sure that you can still work out what your fucking characters are so that you know all your fucking favorites oh. uh, from when you're playing Dota 2 Auto Chess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, so yeah, it's, it's all that kind of shit. Um, oh, who was the, who was the, f- Tidehunter's got a good one as well. It's like, uh, fish man. <laughs> it's, it's legit something like that. Like swamp man or something like that. Um, yeah, it's fucking terrible. But anyway, um, Land shark. Yeah, so you, you, <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, they, zero effort. Um, so it's, yeah, it's good like that. But uh, it's way better. I reckon it's way better than Dota 2 Auto Chess the Mod. Uh, I haven't played Dota 2 Auto Chess the Mod in a while. I'm just going to call it the Mod right. for the rest of this conversation. Uh, I haven't played the Mod in a while, but last time when I was super obsessed with it, uh, it was so fucking awkward. The UI was a pain in the, in the fucking crotch. Yeah. Uh, just like getting stuff onto the board was a fucking dick around and you were constantly like a good deal of my time wasn't spent on the actual analysis portion of the game, which is what's fun. It was instead spent trying to get my fucking characters positioned correctly because of the fucking shitty UI and the shitty way you had to drag and like you couldn't drag and drop characters or anything like that you had to like fucking uh, drop uh select uh move select drop like that kind of shit it was a mad pain but uh yeah instead um this is this is just straight up drag and drop it's real quick it's quite snappy uh there is a bit of delay if you're in a overseas game i think it's just general lag um which I've noticed uh, primarily because we have to play on American servers. Uh, it usually only seems to really kick in when I've 
got a bad connection. So a couple of times when I was playing in WA, um, it was a bit shit. Uh, it was a bit of a pain, but most of the time it was fine. Um, yeah, like just in general, uh, it's a way better version of the exact same game. Um, hmm. It's a couple of versions back. I know that they've introduced a couple of extra characters like IO and stuff in the mod. Uh, this one doesn't have any of that. Light man. The, uh, space. <laughs> Glowing orb. <laughs> um, yeah, this is all the like originals. So that's fine with me because I don't have to learn a bunch of new shit. Uh, I am currently on a 70% win rate. Sounds uh, broken. Because it seems like a bunch of people are seeing it's at the top of the fucking store and uh, jumping in, playing, and I'm fucking stomping the fuck out of them. <laughs> and they're uninstalling it. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically uh, Kronka all over again where I'm stomping the fuck out of children and thinking I'm the best. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm ready to go pro. And then I'm going to find out none of the pros are seven-year-olds who just worked out how to download a game off the fucking store. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. I'm losing. I can't stop losing. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Good times. Um, it's it's good. I'm waiting for the Valve official one because yeah. uh, I'm very interested to see what they do with it. I think they will uh, Valve it up. But also, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think they'll fix like the UI, UI elements you're talking about. Um, but, you know, Valve's yeah. not untouchable. We, we've seen that from what they did with their card game. So Artifact, yeah. yeah true. Uh, if I had any one... I, I've written up a competitive analysis that review, but not a review series I do on Red Bull Esports when I want to review a game, but I'm not allowed to review games. Sure. Um, yeah, so I did a competitive analysis on it and I wrote it in that, but basically my giant criticism of this game is the items situation. Uh, they need to just eliminate items from the game it is a level of rng that just doesn't need to exist uh and yeah like it, it utterly destroys the balance of any given game because you can you can make all the right decisions uh play the correct way at all times manage your like this you're still gonna get rng fucked or rng blessed uh at certain times uh, like, you know, when the heroes that you need don't show up or they, you know, you, you fucking get three of them in a row or something like that. But, uh, items like that's, you can mitigate that RNG. Uh, you can, you know, play around bad RNG and towards good RNG, but you can't play around bad RNG in, in terms of items because they're truly random. And if you just continue, like if, I've had a I had a game where you fight like six uh six I think six six creeps hmm. in like the third round and four of them dropped items I think it was or maybe like one of them dropped a, uh, an item in round 2 and then three of them dropped an item in round uh 3 so I walked into the first like PVP round with four fucking items I went on I think that game I finished with 98% health. Yeah. Like I lost around <laughs> two creeps and that was it. 
Like, I was fucking unstoppable in that game. Uh, because of the... Like, just I got out to such a huge lead immediately. Because you get a win bonus uh, when you win a bunch in a row. And I realized very quickly that I, I just didn't need... Like, I was just ruffle stomping the fuck out of everyone that came onto my board mm. um so i didn't need to like i didn't need to worry about spending money to get the right stuff or whatever i just like fucking wait wait it out wait it out save my money save my money and then yeah like by the end of that game i was literally like i was level 10 i had i think 80 gold unlimited fucking health like I could I couldn't I couldn't spend my gold. Hmm. I was literally just churning through fucking refreshes of the fucking hero store just to try and find more tide hunters just because I could, right? Like just to see what would happen. It didn't matter. I didn't need a, a level 2 tide hunter. I didn't need anything. I didn't come close to losing any of those fucking rounds. And it all stemmed off getting four fucking items straight away. I got more items in like later creep rounds. Right. Like it's just crazy how how much RNG handed me that win. Yeah. And it didn't feel good, right? Like it it was amusing. It was entertaining, but it didn't feel like I won anything because it it, it literally didn't matter what I did, right? Like I couldn't fucking lose. Um yeah. That's that's not what that game is about in my sure. opinion right like if if it's yeah if winning at any cost is your deal then i guess you might find that good but yeah if you want if like the the core genius of auto chess is that uh rng mitigation and the priority management that i always wank on about as one of my favorite things and yeah if you don't need to if there's there's no priority management mm -hmm. if you just win everything all the time you just fucking do whatever you wait wait for it to fucking reminds me of uh when i used to i'd play the sims and i'd have a separate save game where i just rosebud my ass off and i'd be able to build the perfect house and that game was literally just about building the perfect house and i'd never really play it because it wasn't interesting to see how those people lived or anything, you know? Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, there's that. Right. Um, so, yeah. That's Auto Chess. It's out. It's available on Android right now. Uh, I believe you have to directly search it. Uh, it's good. I've seen someone, someone was saying online that they were getting some weird fucking permission access request to be able to install apps. Mm-hmm. Like the game would be able to install apps. Uh, if that is happening to you, you've got some weird like I would delete that version of the game because that's not that's not the version I've got. Certainly, the the game asked for location information, the ability to manage phone calls, and storage. Uh, and it needs storage so that it can install in like so it can install extra data. Yeah, uh, because it's bigger than the the minimum requirement the maximum requirement for a game mm -hmm. uh it needs phone calls so that it so that you don't like answer phone calls while you're dragging and dropping and it needs location to work out which server to put you on i denied it access 
to location that didn't affect my game at all. And I denied it access to my microphone and it didn't affect my game at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, if it's asking for anything beyond that, you've got some weird APK and I'd fucking ditch on that 100%. You've got the wrong fucking game. Mm-hmm. Some bootleg bullshit. <clears throat> um, but yeah, check it out. Cool. If, you, if you're about that auto chess life, obviously. Nice. Yeah, that's it. All right. Moving on. Uh, moving on. Uh, Rocket Arena. Yes, the classic. The classic uh, Quake 3 mod. One of the best mods ever made. It's back. Yep. It's back. It's back, baby. It's not back. Whatever this is, <laughs> it's a fucking travesty. Uh, it is... I played it... I played one round and I deleted it. I played it with uh, Kleb. Kleb and I jumped in for a round. Uh, none of the fucking rockets feel right. It's weird. It's weird how many games have made rockets feel like Quake 3 rockets. Like I'm thinking Overwatch. Mm. Like Farrah's rockets feel like you've if you've if you ever got the timing of the rockets in quake 3 you are off to a great start with farah in overwatch mm-hmm. um you still need to understand positioning and all that other bullshit but yeah like you can hit a lot of fucking rockets and you you know the the beauty of rocket arena at the end of the day and quite a lot of quake 3 dueling as well was being able to in like put a rocket in a place where someone would intercept it with their body and wear a bunch of damage you could you know you could get a bit of chip damage by getting like using splash but the the key concept uh was the follow-up like actually hitting people with rockets (laughs) yeah um yeah so if you if you do that as pharaoh like if you're good at quake through rockets as pharaoh you will be good straight off the bat that's not the case in rocket arena none of them felt right they all felt fucking weird um there was like this 3v3 uh like competitive it feels like it's created from the ground up to be a fucking esport but it feels like fucking garbage uh it's all like these weird too many colors uh the maps have to like there's there's not good silhouetting so that you can't immediately work out what the fuck is going on um yeah you you get a ball and you're trying to shoot it into the goal a la i don't know fucking handball or something like a european handball uh or soccer or whatever the fuck but it doesn't feel that way uh and yeah like it's it's hero based so each character has different abilities and stuff mm-hmm. it's just it doesn't feel good at all i uninstalled it after one game and i was fucking raging that entire game because yeah it didn't like it's i think it's got a bit of a fucking smash bros thing it's got yeah i don't think it's got a bit of a smash bros thing going on with it where yeah you have to get them to a certain threshold and then you can knock them off the map and stuff but that's fucked like just let me fucking hit a motherfucker with a rocket and then give them right like why the fuck do you need to I didn't Smash Bros. shit for no reason. I think that's and because of the casual nature. Wonder, I, I think that's that's like the nature they're going for, like this casual gameplay. But it's a, it's clearly designed with esports in mind. So why would you casual it up? I mean, but I just understand. even by looking at it, it looks like they're going for that Fortnite audience. The moment I saw it, I was like, this is... Yeah. Whatever oh, yeah. this is, is not Rocket Arena. They've just taken a name and... 
I don't even know how they got in it away with that name. Um, like, I don't think it's trademark. It's not trademark. It's just the more right. So they've just come in and swept it up and like right off the back of a known brand, um, and like like Fortnite it up. It actually, <laughs> yeah, it actually it reminds like. me of uh, another game that does that uh, Smash Bros thing, which is Sky Noon, mm-hmm. which is made by Aussie developers. That game had good rockets. That game had good shooting. Like, if you're interested in Rocket Arena, get Sky Noon instead. Mm. Because that game is fucking way more interesting. It's got grapples. It's actually way... It feels way closer to old school fucking... uh, Old school Quake mod than fucking Rocket Arena does. Uh, Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe the name set expectations that it was never going to... Like, the the game itself was never going to live up to, but... Fuck that! I don't give a fuck. If you don't want to fucking set expectations, don't don't name your fucking game after a fucking classic mod. <laughs> like it'd be like if you made fucking oh yeah, Defense of the Ancients, and um, it's I guess it's a um, match three game. Like I'm expecting a certain thing if I hear Defense of the Ancients, mm. right? Like get the fuck out of here. I'm grumpy. Yep. Yeah, anyway. Uh, fuck Rocket Arena. I hated it. It's gone. It got revoked from my Steam account after the beta ended anyway, so that's the last I'll ever see of that. Mm. Uh, um, and Hades. Hades. Uh, I got this one. Oh, this is true. This is the... Um, on the... The Humble... The Epic Store game? Epic Game yeah. Store. Yeah. Made by the Bastion yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's in early access, a, right? Sort of a early access, yeah. Uh, rogue-like dungeon crawler, blah blah blah. You are the son of Hades, and you're trying to escape uh, the underworld. And uh, to do so, uh, you, you basically battle your way out. Mm-hmm. And as you go through, you unlock more weapons or. More starting health, more starting gold, these modifiers to your abilities and stuff like that. And yeah, basically, it's about like getting as far as you can to inevitably break out of the underworld. Uh, uh, did I say you're the son of Hades? Yeah. Is that the. What's his name? What's the god of the underworld's Zeus. name? Zeus. No, that's the god. Uh, that's the. King of Kratos. Gods. Nope. Uh, that's Loki. Uh, that's some Norse guy. Uh, uh, I'm out. I'm uh, out of God names. Fuck. This is killing me now. I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, underworld God. Hades. Oh. Alright. That is his name. Whatever. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's the king of the underworld, whatever the fuck the underworld's called. What's the underworld called? Maybe that's what I can't think of. I I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe it's just called the underworld. Yep, let's go with that. Let's do it. And, uh, yeah, you're trying to escape. Uh, along the way you get, like, help from all of your uncles, uh, and cousins, who are the other gods, like Ares and... Poseidon, Zeus, uh, Aphrodite, you know, all your favorites. And um, 
yeah. It's interesting. I'm playing with keyboard and mouse. Maybe I shouldn't be playing with keyboard and mouse, but it's got that top-down, semi-isometric isometric view uh, style. And so I feel like it, that would be, like, th that lends itself more to mouse and keyboard than it does to controller. Uh, but I do find that uh, I lose my cursor sometimes and it means I'm attacking in the wrong direction, which is uh, a little bit annoying. Um, but yeah, like... It's, it's mostly like really satisfying. If it started out and I wasn't about it very much, yeah. like I don't think it has a very good first impression uh, because you sort of just slap your way into things and then you reset. And it doesn't have a like a quick reset. It's got a bit of a drawn out reset because every time you get killed, you go back to like the house of Hades and you're supposed to like talk to all these people. I don't really know why i think it builds out your builds out the the lore of the game sure. maybe they're going to add in something else but uh yeah it's sort of i don't know i prefer in these games to have a really fucking snappy like real quick yeah uh ability to get back into the fight like i i if i died I want to be straight back into shit. And I think Dead Cells does that really well. There's that Rogue one. Rogue Legacy room. did that, sort of. Uh, hey. Rogue Legacy sort of Rogue did Legacy. that. Yeah. yeah, Rogue Legacy. Yeah, it was a little bit more drawn out. Like, a tiny bit more yeah. drawn out. But I think Rogue Legacy is about as much as I like. Like, that, that's about my limit. And Hades has a couple of screens. Yeah. Right? Before you're actually... It's like three screens before you're back into the fucking fight. Uh, which, yeah, is a little bit too drawn out for my liking. Um, but yeah, like, after after I got into the rhythm of things and I wasn't dying so much, I think you die a lot at the start, and so it exacerbates your feelings about those those that early start. Mm -hmm. Once you get into the swing of things and you're not dying all that much, uh, it doesn't feel that bad anymore. It's not that big a deal. Uh, it could it could still be better, but uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit less noticeable because you've got you're doing so well, you're just sort of pounding through shit, which is good. Um, there's a bunch of different weapons, and they a lot of them play very differently. Uh, you've got like a spear, a sword, a shield, bow and arrow, some sort of fucking gun for some reason, and. Uh, yeah, you just sort of like fucking rip through shit. You begin to learn the enemies and stuff, and like, yeah, it's, it's a it's a decent dungeon crawler. Like, it's a, a pretty good dungeon crawler. Uh, I guess the um, the trademark of the team behind Bastion and whatnot uh, is that they've got like that. Uh, narration mm -hmm. like it's there's someone there's a lot of talking in it and uh yeah, yeah this this has that um you know everyone seems to talk to you a lot of people <laughs> talk to you and stuff which is cool and yeah yeah i don't know it's I mean, they, they, their background some of these guys are from <laughs> like games media so <laughs> maybe yeah, they do right. like writing yeah, I guess. Um, it's like, it keeps you interested a bit more than, like, it, it's a bit more interesting than just 
sort of slapping you back into the world and stuff. Yeah. Which is good. But uh, yeah, it's got a while to go. I'll probably kind of stop playing mm. it now. I've killed like killed the first boss, gotten up to the second boss. I'm probably going to stop playing uh, and come back to it when it leaves early access, similar to what I did with um, Dead Cells. Yeah. Uh, so that I, I've got a bit of a... So, you know, I don't so, get too attached to all the shit I've built up. Yeah in Hades when they inevitably reset it for release uh, so yeah I think that's that's a good idea but yeah at the moment I'm like really pleased with my purchase I yep. think it's it's cool it's got a lot of charm to it it's got a great art style and it feels pretty good uh, it, actually I might jump back in one time just to see how it feels on control, control. Yeah. but otherwise yeah yeah I um yeah yeah that's definitely a game that's sort of on my radar that i'm just sort of waiting for yeah. once it comes out of early access um because yeah, right, i think it's going to be pretty soon yeah it might like be. within yeah, the next year pretty good yeah. i just need it to yeah i just i don't i don't understand why i'm talking to people except for the lore and the lore doesn't like it's written lore it's not spoken mm-hmm. lore. so i think from that perspective it's inherent like they've made it much more interesting when people talk to you yep. as opposed to when people just uh, uh, write shit out. That's the downside of writing, I guess, like text. Yep. Is that... Uh, you got to read it. They've given me too much elsewhere. <laughs> and now I'm spoiled. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Void Bastards came out Void Bastards. this morning. Dropped last night. Yep and uh i love it so this is by blue man chu um they they're made a card game is the other game they've made but uh i haven't played it yeah uh otherwise they're made up by like a team of ex rational um developers Mm -hmm. rational being system shop bioshock like they've got a pretty storied history behind them Uh, there's also, um, Jay Kyber is his name. The dude who made Neptune's Pride 2, which we talked about a lot on this podcast a couple of years ago. So only, uh, old school fans will know that game. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a first person shooter uh space based dungeon crawler or roguelike or whatever the fuck you want to call mm-hmm. it uh it is sort of it's got a cartoon art style and you play a prisoner going from uh sort of wrecked spaceship to wrecked spaceship uh getting resources to eventually reboots your the void arc which is the ship that you started off on so that you can uh i guess get back to being a prisoner uh i'm not sure why you keep doing this except that you're told to do it uh by the dude who did the voice in um the stanley parable yeah it's the same voice and he got a bit of a sense of humor to it uh and so yeah you go onto each ship and uh you make your way around the ship looking for loot uh and yeah 
that's the core gameplay loop. Uh, you have to manage. Let's let's talk about priority management. Knew I was gonna. Have you played it? You wouldn't have played no. it. No. <laughs> no, I've not yeah. played it. Yeah. You can't. No, because you can't. I can't. I've, I've got um, a. Um, uh, what am I rocking? I don't know. Maybe you took your fucking computer. I've got. I've got a Surface. Like, will it run on a Surface? I don't know. I need to look it up. I don't think so. Yeah. It seems. It doesn't seem. Uh, resource intensive. Mm. But, uh, nevertheless. Right, yeah. That's, yeah. I'd rather wait till I get back anyway. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Priority management is the name of the game, as always. Uh, it's how I look at every game, I guess. Uh, you're managing a lot of priorities in Void Bastards. When you start out you'll like basically you have a star map and you select a wreck to go to uh, it has to be inside of range of your ship and you select a, a ship a wreck to go to you land at the wreck you enter the wreck and then uh you look for whatever it is you're looking for mm-hmm. so you can get a scanner that tells you what is on a ship essentially yep. um like give you some idea of what you're looking for on that ship uh, and there are items on each ship that can be used to upgrade your character if you die you're a different character you become a different character but you're you keep all of the stuff that your last character yeah. had for very so rogue legacy last car- it, it's it's sort of like the same system as rogue legacy where you're a new character that's got different traits and and uh, like yeah. abilities. Yeah. So and and the traits thing is is it goes like pretty ham on that shit. Like uh, my current guy started out with the trait of being short, mm. and so it basically looked like I was crouching the whole time, except I could crouch and go even lower, <laughs> and I was going super fucking low, uh, which was pretty good. Uh, like wiggling my way across, snaking my way across shit. Uh, but I found a, you find these like DNA reconstructor type places mm. and you can change that stuff. Right. And it's a bit of a crapshoot. Uh, sorry, that's not a crapshoot. That's fine. And so I changed that uh, for this one where you always find like a biscuit in a mess hall, basically, uh, which is, it's basically just free food. And that's a good thing because every time you like you need food to last another day, right? So you have a certain amount of days worth of food. Every space you travel costs you one food and one fuel. Mm-hmm. So you can only travel as far as the amount of food or fuel you've got. Um, and food also heals you. Uh, fuel is only used to to make like get you another space but it basically just means that you have to manage both of those things pretty carefully uh to make sure that you can go to the next place you want to i tend at this point to investigate every single wreck that i go to but that's like that's because of the point i'm in i'm at in the game mm-hmm. um and it's it, that's I'll, I'll get to that a bit later but uh 
yeah, I got this trait that allowed me to get a biscuit at every mess hall that I went to. Uh, which is, yeah, it was a good-ass trait because it allowed me to, yeah, definitely get food. If there was a mess hall on a fucking ship, I was definitely getting food, <laughs> which is fantastic. It's the best fucking thing. Uh, unfortunately, I went to a ship and there was like a random... There was this random thing that changed my DNA. Uh, it was like a random event type thing. And it changed my DNA... Uh, from getting a biscuit at every fucking ship, uh, every mess hall, to being unlucky. <laughs> uh, which meant anytime I like got a lucky dip, it would always be junk, uh, which is not ideal. Because yep. uh, you spend a lot of fucking... I, I believe lucky dips are the things you spend money on to open up a crate, and they're usually really fucking like extremely lucrative you can spend like 25 credits to open up a basically a crate and you will get a random item that you not even the one that you're there for uh so in one example i was like trying to get to a a spot where i would get a a pipe because i could use the pipe to upgrade my gun i was still about six wrecks away from that Mm -hmm. pipe uh, but I was I was at this ship just because I, I needed extra food and fuel and bullets as it was. Uh, and so I was plundering the ship. I went up to one of these uh, these lucky dips, opened up, and I got a pipe. And so I didn't need to go all the way to the other place anymore, um, which is pretty good. That's, the, that's sort of how the game works, is you... Uh, make decisions you make long-term decisions and then uh whether or not you can stick to those long-term decisions is informed based on whether like on your short-term choices so uh you go to a ship right you've got 15 bullets in your gun left uh or you've got i've got this other gun this toaster gun uh, that shoots, but it takes like three seconds to charge up. I've got 27 bullets in that thing. Uh, I can like, it's a, it's basically a one hit kill for most things, for many things. Uh, and it shoots through windows. So you can use it to like shoot stuff while a door is closed, which means they can't shoot you back, which is always pretty good. You can lock a door and then shoot them through the fucking door until they die. Uh, it's a really easy way to cheese some of the way tougher fucking enemies um so i've got I, I i can take my gun my pistol with uh 12 bullets or i can take this toaster gun and then my secondary weapon could be grenades or it could be this uh syringe gun and i've got 17 syringes left if i shoot something with a syringe uh, it will die eventually, mm-hmm. and it's silent. So I can do that. I can stealth my way through the ship, shoot the bad guys with the syringe, and eventually they will die. Or I can take the grenades and set traps. So if I throw a grenade, it'll sit. It'll take like I think five seconds to arm, uh, and then if any any enemy walks into the trap uh, into that range, it'll explode and they will die. Um, 
those are my choices. And then I've got a third option, which is I've got three. I've got like three utility items, but I only ever use the one, which is the zapper. So I can't for the life of me remember what the other two are. <laughs> um, the zap is just too fucking good. The zapper stuns enemies uh and it it's extremely effective against machines most of my big issues on any fucking ship are the security bots uh so i can stun them and kill them with this thing um yeah so i make my choices i choose to go to the toaster uh because i don't have enough bullets uh my one earned death you sort of you're destined to die in the prologue uh, mm-hmm. and it straight up tells you it's like don't worry you were meant to die um so my my one death so far i'm on my second character my one death was when i went into a ship with 12 fucking bullets mm-hmm. and uh found out very quickly that i just didn't have enough bullets for for what this ship was pitching at me um it was it was a dumb mistake uh i nearly made it out too but anyway uh i needed to find more bullets but i can't use bullets while i'm trying to find my more bullets right like this 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 is my short-term decision making is i need to use a weapon that doesn't use bullets so i can get bullets for when I need to use bullets, yep. right? But I can't take, I can't switch guns on the fly while I'm on the fucking ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I leave the ship, that's it. Like I'm, that wreck is finished. You can't go back to it. Uh, so I basically, I'm there to get. You're always there to get food. You're always there to get fuel. I'm there to get bullets. And yeah, that that's that's how I've arrived at the decision to go on to this. Uh, ship and that's how i've arrived at the choices of items that i'm taking onto this ship right because i don't have a lot of anything i don't have a lot of syringes left i don't have tons of toaster ammo left and i rarely see toaster ammo so i can't really use it shit tons Mm -hmm. uh because it's such a powerful weapon that i don't want to waste it like because of these things i know that basically what i need to do is not get into combat uh at all if i can uh and it's like you're actually able to to do that pretty well like you can disengage pretty effectively but you will be chased and like it's one of those situations where your choices are disengage run away try to lock doors behind you in which case you can reset and sort of like go about your business again or disengage run away and get the fuck off the ship if you feel like you've completed enough of your objectives or fight it out like just shoot it shoot it out and see if you can win uh those those are really your choices and you you've just got to fucking work it out on the fly which is like really fucking engaging it's this very odd game in that it will spend most of its time feeling maybe a little bit too slow Mm -hmm. 
Like that's how I feel about it at the moment is that it feels maybe too, too slow. It's running at about like 40 Ks an hour, right? Like your average, your average game runs at about 60 Ks an hour, right? Uh, and then every now and then it ramps up to a hundred and, uh, that's the, that's the action part. And you're like fucking hammering and you're, it's, it's rad. Void Bastards is going through a school zone. So it's going about 40 Ks an hour most of the time, like 90% of the time. And it, then it ramps up to a hundred. And because of that, it feels like it's going way, like when it's at a hundred, it feels like so so much more it feels so much area you're like oh shit i i am not equipped for this mm. i have fucked up somewhere uh i need to i'm scrambling everything i've got just to try and fucking work out what i can do next where i'm going next you're like managing a lot of stuff right like it's not just health that you're managing you're also managing your oxygen you're managing uh your ammunition like there's no point in going to a place getting the shit kicked out of you by an enemy uh and then walking away with one food right like unless your options are to walk like if your options are one food and live or more food but die then obviously one food and live is your best choice but you don't know that you're gonna die before you fucking died so if you're like halfway like three quarters of the way to the fucking mess hall and you're like well i'll get a bunch of food when i get there right or some sh some ships have like healing bays if you're 90 percent of the way to the fucking healing bay and you're like i just need to get to the healing pod heal myself up and i'll be fine right you've like but you're being chased by like one of the bad badder enemies mm -hmm. you've got to fucking work out what you do right like your choices are fucking tricky from that point out because you could disengage get the fuck out and you're left on fuck all health you didn't get to heal like you wanted like but you're alive right and you get out with whatever you have maybe it's a success but it's a qualified success if you can get to the healing station heal up but you and, and like, then you're back at full health. You, then you just have to get out, right? Like you're not, you're most of the way there. What's, what's one, one or two more doors going to matter, right? Like, yeah. I'm just, you know, maybe, maybe it doesn't wind up mattering, but then you open the door and there's another fucking big bad on the other side. And you're like, all right, now I'm fucked. Right. Again, same decision-making situation where you have to decide whether you try and skirt around this big bad and go get some fucking extra health or you just ditch. I've encountered that like exact scenario a couple of times now. And I have made different decisions each time, uh, based on the loot that I already had. Like in one game, in the first time I, I had it, I'd already looted what I'd come to the, the ship for, uh, which was an upgrade for my, my flak jacket, which would allow me to have extra health, I uh, would add about like a hundred health. So I would actually walk away with a pretty significant health upgrade. Um, so I just fucking ditched, right? I figured if I died on the next run, because I didn't get to the healing thing, uh, the healing station, 
then at least my next character would have a significant amount uh, of extra health, right? They, they'd start out in a really good space. Um, the second time I encountered, I, I actually managed, I wound up having fucking tons of food. So I just sat there and ate for a bit. Ate like four days worth of food to get myself up a couple of hundred health. Um, the next time I encounter that scenario, I hadn't actually like looted anything and I run into probably the worst enemy that I've run into so far in the game and I'll play it for like six hours uh, is a screw. They're scary as fuck. They take so much damage. They hit really hard uh, and they're sort of like menacing in that Terminator way and that they sort of just lumber after mm -hmm. you, right? So you can like sort of outrun them but you can't really lose them and they'll just keep coming. And uh, yeah, I opened up the door to the fucking med bay and there was another fucking screw on the other side. I'm like, um, I am fucked. <laughs> but I had my stun gun out at the time. So I stunned him and the screws are like, the Henley Coppers are stunned for like three seconds. But it was enough time for me to run over to the fucking med bay, get healed back up to full. I still ate like 200 damage running the fuck out of there, but it was a net gain of like 800 health. So I was kind of fine with it. I didn't get the item that I was looking for because I just couldn't fucking do enough. I've killed like two screws mm. and one of them was on a space station where with the weird modifier of all security systems are on your side, mm. uh, which was extremely helpful. Uh, so I didn't even do most of that. The security bot did most of the, the killing on that one. And the other one, I had no choice. He was in my, like he was between me and the exit. And uh, I'd locked the doors behind me to, uh, to stop two other screws. So I basically just had to go through this dude, uh, which was, that was my only choice. So I, I did it. I killed him and moved on. Um, but it felt fucking like it was 100 kilometers an hour. Like we are at fucking a hundred percent, uh, panic stations at that point. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I'm fucked. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this one, but yeah, I should do it. I should get around it. Fuck it and uh continue on and that's basically void bastards is like these split second decisions where you're trying to work out what your best fucking option is from a bunch of you know objectively bad options uh and then you move on to the next space and it feels fucking awesome when you manage to do it um yeah I wonder if maybe I'm playing like I'm playing on normal difficulty. Mm. I'm wondering if I should be playing it on hard or something like that, uh, because I do find it like quite easy to just kill yep. enemies. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know that I'd want it to be much more difficult. You know, yeah. like maybe once I've seen all of the enemies, because I'm only at, like the uh, the way the game works is the the ships are sort of on this star map present at different like nebula depths and the lower the deeper you go in the nebula the more challenging the enemies get uh so i've encountered a screw i don't 
think that's the toughest enemy in the game. It's just the toughest one I've come up sure. against. Um, so, like, if it... Like, that thing took, like... I got a, an item that does, like, 150 fucking crit damage. The, the toaster gun does 150 crit damage at a long distance. And I've still nearly died trying to take on a fucking screw. Because it takes, like, seven fucking shots from this toaster yeah. thing. And it it will it could easily kill me one handed, like without even fucking blinking if it wanted to. Like, yeah, I feel like it is ramping up in difficulty quite quickly, uh, and I, it makes me wonder about what's going to happen. Like, I'm going to every fucking ship at the moment because I I'm pretty sure I can get away with killing everything, but I'm absolutely going to reach a point soon where. I'm only going to stop at a ship if I'm certain it's got fuel or if like if I desperately need fuel or food or something because the risk or reward just isn't there for me to continue to stop at, at, at ships, right? Like, it's fine when the only things on a ship are these little fucking tourist dudes who explode and I can, sh- like, one-shot them from fucking ages back and they'll explode and create a daisy chain of explosions that take out everything. That's fine, right? That's easy. I'll stop at every one of those ships for fucking days. But if I'm reaching ships that have like many screws or something like that, I just, I can't, right? It's just not worth the fucking risk to try and get on there and then get out with potentially nothing. Not potentially probably nothing mm. right like a, a net a net negative because i lose some health trying to get through the fucking ship as as it is you know um yeah that's that's the way that's what i like about void bastards is that it is it feels like it's ramping it can it's continually ramping and it does it in a way that is extremely deceptive because uh, yeah, it does feel very relaxed, mm-hmm. right? But it's marked with these moments of extremely intense action where every decision could be your last and making making the wrong move will cost you your life, which is sick. Mm. Yeah. I am very much looking forward to playing it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I'll, I'll I'll be very interested to find out what you think. Yeah, I've like I've watched a couple of videos on it. Uh, and it looks yeah, it looks looks awesome. So I guess we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. I'm curious to see like like you're talking about like what's the end game content look like and um and then past that like what's their support look like post post launch. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, because I think that will, that will inform its longevity significantly, but yeah, I think there's a lot to it. There's a lot to, a lot of experimentation available to it. I'd love if it has the sort of fucking support that Dead Cells has gotten, fuck, it might legit be a contender for game of the year. Um, just cause the, um, like mm. the playability, the short-term playability. Like I've played for six hours in one like five-hour stint, and then another hour this morning. Um, but yeah, it's like 
it feels like the sort of game where you could just jump in, do a ship in 20 minutes and then get the fuck out again. Um, and yeah, there's, there's not much I feel like I would change either. The only thing I wonder about is the word, cause it's got this sense of humor about it, right? And it's got this cartoon, uh, art style. And I wonder how the game would feel if they'd gone system shock with it, gone for something more severe, you know, like if it had, had gone for a bit more of a, uh, cyber Gothic horror feel to it, uh, how the game would feel with that aesthetic instead, whether like that would change how, like perhaps that would change the basic level that it's at. Maybe that would ramp it up to 60 and drag the scary parts of like the intense parts way, way further up, you know, yeah. if it wasn't funny, if it was serious, maybe that would be a different experience, but I, I don't know. I assume they went with, you know, comical and comic like for a reason. I just don't know what that reason is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, we'll see, uh, see you next week when I get to jump in play it looking forward to it yeah all right yep. should we do some news there's, a, do there's some a bit news. here uh death stranding has been dated for november 8th of this year um on top of that a new trailer dropped yeah an eight minute trailer <laughs> uh yeah like they dropped the trailer it had more details outside of the trailer right like yeah, like I, I there, was. There was extra information. Yeah, there was there was a bit of information. Like they they launched a website with like pre order bonuses and whatnot. Um, uh, I was I was up when this launched and I was very confused because, <laughs> like, it was sort of came out of nowhere. I guess like they were teasing it yesterday and then they dropped a release date um, as well as the trailer. I, I think there was a, a Kotaku put out a. Um, an article stating that like it was going to be this year and last of us two is being pushed back to to next year early next year um yeah so that seems like it's probable that that rumor seems pretty spot on now considering this was confirmed um but yeah man like i i don't know i'm still up in the air about this game like i'm definitely gonna play it i just don't know what the game is it's super confusing uh, yeah, it seems like some sort of survival slash adventure game. Uh, everything we know is that, like, it seems like there's some sort of link between, like, life and death. Uh, because when you die in this game, apparently you're not, it's not the end. Uh, you're sent to the other side mm. and you have to make your way out of the other side. Right. And so uh, they were talking about how, like, um... Death is not the answer. Like you want to basically not kill people. It's it's it seems like it's you know Metal Gear Solid Three. There's that the sorrow boss fight where you're walking through the river um, and making your way through. And the further you, like the more people you've killed in the game, the more ghosts there are in that boss fight. It seems like it might be similar to that, right? Like the more people you kill in the regular game, the more people more enemies there might be in the other side because everything that dies goes to the other side uh and 
yeah, it seems like a, a bit of a, I don't know, interesting link there. And then, yeah, open world survival is how it's been described. Um, obviously, when it rains, the link between the other side and the normal side gets like thinner or something like mm. that. It's hard. It is hard to fucking work out what the fuck is going on or what you're doing. Um, the mad stuff at the end, it felt I felt like it was addr- addressing the player directly. Like you were the the baby in the jar, right? The bit where he's like, you can go anywhere, even the moon. I'll show you the real thing soon. Um, yeah, like I don't know. You can, you, you can make a ladder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, like I was uh, watching so it. much. I don't know about this fucking game, man. I, got no I was watching it. I'm like, where? I, I still don't know where the gameplay is. Guessing. And then like a UI came up with him holding a ladder, and I'm like, oh, okay, so it's like a building game. And then, it, and then at yeah. one point he was like actually shooting a gun. So I'm like, oh, okay. There's some sort of combat because he was, he was shooting at something. I'm not, I don't know what it was, but uh, and then he was getting chased. That was like in the World War One sort of place. It felt like he was on the it's other like side at that point. Yeah. And he was yeah going through like a World War One level because there was a bunch of World War One style tanks and stuff. It reminded me a lot of the uh, the start of Battlefield One actually. Uh, but yeah, there's. I've got no idea. I'm very intrigued. I think it says a lot if The Last of Us 2 looked at that game because they would add, you know, internal shit. They would have, like, someone high up on The Last of Us 2 looked at fucking Death Stranding and they're like, we're not going up against that. Fuck that. We'll take our chances in February of 2020, baby. I want to see what see what 2020's got because we're not, we're not going to win against this. There's no way. Yeah. Or, or no, that's what just, like yeah, maybe Last of Us just needed like four, three, four months still. I don't know. Oh, like, like God of War. Yeah. I watched that documentary. Yeah. On the plane. I was not as blown away as, as you were. I thought it was quite self-indulgent. I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I would uh, like them going to, to more of the like issues. Hey. I, I think I said I wanted to see them going to more like the issues about the game. Like they touched on it a little bit at the start. Um, yep. with like Shui Yoshida like coming in and saying this is like terrible <laughs> type stuff yeah but they don't really go into that much else from there like the problems during development yeah no it didn't yeah, yeah. anyway uh, um, I'm about it I'm there day one hopefully earlier than day one right yeah hopefully two weeks before games, yeah <laughs> Fingers crossed. I can just fucking come buckets yep. before it before it's out. The rest of the All right. Anyway. Uh, next one. Sweet. I uh, don't think we talked about this last week. Let me just have a quick look. No, we didn't. Um, Call of Duty. Uh, there's an announcement happening within the next couple of hours, probably next 12 hours or so. Um, and uh, it's going to be Infinity Ward's new game, and it sounds like from what people are reporting, it's a reboot of Modern Warfare. And it's just going to be called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I got the I, I got the feeling that it wasn't a reboot. Oh, well, I guess, yeah. Like, a, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I was confusing reboot and remake. But, um, yeah, like they're starting over with Modern Warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. 
Super strange. Uh, I guess the original game was what Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. Um, this is just Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, I saw a funny post about someone having a go about it, being like, "This is stupid. Like, it's just going to confuse people." And like Corey Barrow writing back, <laughs> being like, "Work for us." <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> it's um, I saw. I, I think I retweeted a good one. It was like, uh, if, like, if it was a Japanese RPG, it'd be called like Call of Duty. Uh, modern uh colon dreams come at night warfare 4.3 yeah, or something X2. like that and nobody about a fucking island which is very true <laughs> japanese japanese rpgs have got some of the fucking dumber names these days they're getting well out of control yeah. but it might be just translation yeah. things maybe this is my eurocentric uh straight white male yeah viewpoint some dog shit um yeah uh, anyway. i guess we'll find out more about that uh, i think the from what i was reading four player co-op um uh seems to be something they're trying to do so that'll be interesting because they haven't really done like they've done two player co-op stuff um in the past but not a main Did campaign I read something about like no russian is gonna be their like their main all right idea or whatever 10 a.m pt when's that when's 10 a.m pt uh, pacific time 10 what's the time it's there now? six o'clock at night it's 10 past six yesterday though yesterday though so yeah. a bunch of hours ages away i think it's about 12 hours from now around then maybe a bit more right here yep right. all right let's move on here uh we'll keep mm. talking about uh some stuff here we got pokemon sleep was announced this morning yeah yesterday yes, i don't know what date is anymore i i've not seen anything about it other than the stupid title and i think the title is stupid yeah like i haven't really looked into it all that much uh it's a it's a dumb title i'm not wild about the idea of them gamifying sleep i feel like that might be vaguely dangerous you know what i'm sure. saying like it might lead to some um unhealthy habits for people uh and far be it for me to take uh the high ground on unhealthy sleep habits related to games considering i was waking up at 4 a.m to play neptune's pride that one time but uh yeah yeah uh i, I don't think children which pokemon is ultimately aimed at uh should be doing that sort of shit you know i think it's dangerous but i guess we'll have to wait and see uh what you know what they wind up yep doing with it yeah don't really know enough yet yeah all right uh and th this other one that i've put down here which uh, i don't know if you saw but there was a there's some articles going around at the moment um a rumor that there's gonna be some borderlands 2 dlc dropping during e3 um which will be linked up sort of like a leading to borderlands 3 and sort of what's going on in the backstory up until that game I saw the rumors, but I didn't see details. Yeah. Like, I didn't see anything else beyond it. Just the rumors. Yeah. Um, so this came from uh, PlayStationLife.net yeah. um, saying that they've got a, a trustworthy source saying that. And it was like, I saw Game Informer reporting on it as well at one stage. So 
Um, I mean, it sounds interesting, like an interesting idea to drop some DLC for a game that's, what, eight years old? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Um, yep. But yeah, I'll definitely, I'd definitely check out some fucking Borderlands Two DLC. Yeah, fuck yeah, me too. Um, so I guess we'll hear about that. I'll have to. I'll, I'll need like a save game hack or something, <laughs> right? Because uh, yeah. Did you not play it on PC? Um, hey, you didn't play it on PC. I did. I just don't have that save game. I guarantee it. I've wiped my PC. Yeah, but it's cloud saved for sure. You reckon? Yeah, because I installed it recently and it's got cloud oh, okay. saves on um, Steam. Sweet. Okay. Well, then, uh, good. I'm all G. Yep. Um, and the last piece of news here I put in is uh, Cyberpunk related. They've confirmed there will be um, one hour presentations. Nate said he's booked in last week to see one. Um, but on top okay. of that, see. they have. I guess revealed that it's going to be uh, behind closed doors for media as well as um, public who want to be at the show and see the the presentation um, but they won't be streaming it or uploading it online during E3 which is a bit disappointing um, it's pretty much the same thing that they did last year it's uh, yeah but I feel like last year was a, a, like a bit more mystery surrounding the game whereas this year doing that same sort of thing is super strange to me i like i don't other than them wanting to build up hype it's a weird way to like to market a game i guess <laughs> like not showing you cut out at the end there i mean like it's just a weird way of them sort of hi- trying to build up hype about this game is by like a word of mouth thing as opposed to just showing people what they're like what's going on with the game like reversing course as well yeah you know like yeah it's a it's it's weird that they do it this way Hmm. um Um, and but i mean all that's gonna happen and i i would say this is exactly what's gonna happen is someone's gonna leak it someone is going to film it and leak that presentation and it's gonna get out there anyway oh yeah absolutely so um yeah i'm i'm very confused about this mainly because i'm no, not there every it, but... <laughs> it'd be leaked right leaked the way the playstation one was leaked you know like wink leak yeah. uh but it's still it's gonna be leaked yeah i just don't understand it no so, I mean, I'm sure it'll end up on stage at Xbox, um, but yeah. I... You reckon Xbox? Well, yeah, who else is it going to end up on? PC gaming show? Oh, right, of course, yeah. Probably uh, not. Yeah. Never mind. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it'll be at Xbox. I think um, we'll see a little bit of it, but I want to see that whole hour. Please, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. And uh, that's the news. All right. Dope. You want to do emails, questions? Dope. Questions. We've got is. some in the Discord channel, I think. Uh, yep, we've got a question in the Discord channel. Uh, Johnny Bravo writes, 
Hey gents, with E3 around the corner and potential new console announcements, what do you predict will be the flagship launch titles for the next PlayStation and Xbox? For me, I'm predicting Horizon Zero Dawn 2 for PlayStation as I think it has the potential and scope to show off new hardware with a strong first game. For Xbox, I predict a new IP by one of the many developers Microsoft advertised partnerships with at E3 2018. Sidebar question for Conspiracy Job. How do, how much do you think Starbucks paid HBO to put one of their cups into Game of Thrones? Uh, let's address the second question first. Did you see someone spotted a fucking water bottle in the last two episode bottles, as well? Two water bottles. Two water bottles. Jesus Christ. They just fucking... They checked out. Like... That is, um, like, end of the school year. I'm not doing any more work. Fuck everything. Like, we're finished type shit. They're just, like... Yeah, forget, like, going out on the highest of high notes. They're just like, we're done. Peace out. Bye, baby. Next. Uh, yeah, that's wild. That is banana shit. Um, yeah, I can't believe... I can't believe I wasted eight years. I can't believe you wasted three weeks <laughs> of your life. Um... <laughs> yep. Um, flagship titles for next PlayStation and Xbox Xbox I had a thought about this and I've forgotten um, but it will definitely be uh, one of the new IPs from one of their develop- the developers they um, advertise maybe a Forza um, game I don't know I'm sort of seeing Forza come up on the screen uh, yeah like that, that'll be like one of their basic out of the gate ones, yeah. right? But uh, when is the Xbox uh, like keynotes? Tenth of June from five thirty to twelve. So what's ten, what's that in five thirty tenth of June your time, San Fran time? What's that? Uh, the the eleventh is it? No, the ninth. The ninth, Dorkface. Yep. Uh, 5.30 a.m. AEST to PDT uh, is 12.30 p.m. on the ninth. Yep. Uh, Alright, so here's one coming from out of left field. I saw briefly that the next Avengers game yeah. uh, is going to be revealed in detail on the 10th so the day after that Mm -hmm. I wonder if they might uh, initially reveal it as a launch game for the Xbox 2 that's my that's my out there guess is that yeah because that'd be a big big game to go out there with yeah uh, from the get go um, yeah, that'd be one to fucking set people standing to attention and get people's fucking attention is Avengers. Uh, yeah, that's my guess. What about you? Any thoughts? Nah, Forza. I, I don't know. I, Forza. I think that, um, for Xbox, like I'm still really confused about whether or not they're actually going to do much on this new, like Xbox, like maybe, because initially I thought they were going to do a, a, like an early thing 
um, and then talk about games on the E3 presentation, but that hasn't happened. So maybe this is going to be a presentation where it's just about the Xbox, the next Xbox. Nah, they're going to have some I mean, yeah, I, I know they're going to have games, but I don't think it's going to be like the last couple of years where they've come out and they've been like, you know, back-to-back games. Um, this seems to be going old school and being like, here's the console and then here's how it works and then here's a couple of games as well. Maybe they just don't have enough to show. I'm super confused about this E3 for Microsoft as to what's going on. <laughs> or like, maybe they just don't even do the xbox 2 thing and it's another event like later on in the year no no i reckon they're gonna do it at e3 man like why would sony have ditched if it wasn't to dodge an xbox 2 announcement yeah it's got to be at e3 yeah um yeah. whereas for playstation i don't think we'll hear about that for a while I've, yeah that's why I really like the Horizon Zero Dawn 2 uh, or Horizon 1 Dawn, whatever the fuck you want to call yep. it. Um, <laughs> that's a really good idea because of what they're um, showcasing, the Spider-Man demo. Uh, I reckon Horizon would be a really, really stunning way to showcase that technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, to really show off the ability the the power of the playstation 5 um so i reckon that's a really good idea but and then whatever david uh, cage is working on oh 100 percent. no have you seen every time i open the epic game store now it's like get heavy rain oh i get fucked cunts there's no fucking way in hell holy shit you actually i could be i would absolutely accept money to play that game on PC just to laugh at it. But, oh, and I, you know, I'd, I'd tear it to bits, hmm. uh, you know, in text. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, I'm not, I'm definitely not paying money to, uh, to do yeah. it. Yeah. I, th- I like, I think I said this on the show, or maybe I was just talking to you guys, but I, I uh, whatever Ken Levine is working on, I, I think that could end up on one of the, that could end up on Xbox. Like on the stage. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be a good one. Yeah, like bring him out and just be like, "Fuck you!" All right, because um, he's been yeah. on that studio for a while now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they've been going for a bit. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's a yeah. good one. I like that pitch. All right, good question, Johnny Bravo. All right, cool. And we've got another. We got an email from someone. Okay. Oh, that's all we've got time for, actually. So, oh, no, I'm afraid we'll have to make some time. Um, where the fuck I think I deleted it. Here he is. Here he is. Our oh, two questions. He sent in a follow-up uh, that was also not answered. <clears throat> hey, guys. I never listened to this dumb show. Sorry, this is from Joby. Uh, hi, Joby. Hey guys, I never listened to this dumb show, but I wanted to let you know that I've envisioned a far better ending for Game of Thrones. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't finished the series, and also for anyone who is looking forward to to one day reading the book, because this is exactly how George R. R. Martin is going to end it. Okay, 
Assuming the Georgie boy told the two DBs how stuff was supposed to go down, I'm not convinced he did. My ending starts with the end of Danny's rampage. So, uh, so this is, I'm assuming that episode five played out as it was supposed to. Uh, and I'm not thoroughly convinced that it did because I have a theory. Uh, I said spoiler, spoiler alert, yeah. right? If you haven't watched Game of Thrones, fucking stop watching. Stop you got three weeks. And <laughs> pretend the podcast has ended uh, now. Or if you like, if you want to watch Game of Thrones, I mean, like, if you don't care about Game of Thrones, listen on. Um, so here's how it should have ended. Here's how I think it will end in the books, because it would be very, it would be satisfying for a satisfying ending for all characters concerned. So Arya kills Danny Daenerys by wearing a Jon Snow face. Wait, where do you get the face established from? Established, huh? She makes oh, one. Okay. She's able to switch faces. You remember from a couple of yeah. Th- ago, this is something that really confused me. Like, like I get that whole thing. That was a stupid storyline. How did how did she change her voice? Uh, she has she uses the power mm-hmm. of the god of right. death. Okay, continue to do these things. Uh, so it's, it's the god of death power, right? Like it's fucking magic, you know. Like how Jon Snow got stabbed through the heart, but it came back to yeah, life. Yeah, but a witch fixed uh, that. Excuse the me? witch lady. The witch lady fixed that. It, it, he was dead. Yeah. So I'm saying magic exists. We all accept that magic. I exists. think it's more believable that he came back from the dead as opposed to her changing her voice. How the fuck is that more? Because believable? the witch lady did it. So fucking what? So fucking she got some fucking magic witch powers and she can change her voice. The witch lady also changed from being fucking pretty fucking hot to being old as balls. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, and it's not like, you know, she didn't have old as balls voice. She was just, she had a hot as fuck voice. So I think it's true. Continue. Continuing. Arya kills Daenerys by wearing a Jon Snow face. John walks in to see himself killing Daenerys and watches and he draws his sword. He's like, what the fuck? Uh, he thinks some sort of like, I don't know. Magic, Question two. Which it is. He's like, what the fuck is going on? And he draws his sword and then Arya rips, rips the Jon Snow face off and it's Arya. And John's like, oh shit, I can't kill my little sister. She's still my little sister. Uh, even though she killed right. Daenerys and so Daenerys uh, sorry and then Arya jumps out the window uh, I am I am ad-libbing I'm not reading this direct which is I get, not what I usually do usually I read it warts and all okay. but uh, because it's my own theory and my own email I'm just I'm I'm reading anyway Arya yeets herself out the window and Grey Worm walks in and there's Jon holding a sword and there's a dead Daenerys so they fight and they kill each other. Drogon, he comes up, right? He's a dragon. He's fucking pissed. He's very angry. So he just fucking, he just like roars and there's fire everywhere and it rips through the Unsullied because uh, they can't do much to kill a dragon. They might be, you know, ballless super warriors, but it's still a dragon. Uh, then Sansa 
who marched on King uh, King's Landing, the way Cersei... Cersei was supposed to swoop in on Winterfell and clean up the fucking... the dregs of what was left of the fight between the Night King and Winterfell, right? But she didn't. She stayed in King's Landing for whatever reason. Dumb. Super dumb. Anyway, Sansa does that because she's learned from Littlefinger, right? She's learned the Game of Thrones. She's learned how to play the Game of Thrones. She marches on King's Landing, smashes through what's left of the Unsullied, you know, the fucking Dothraki to the left. She just fucking rips through them. No worries. The Northmen just fucking shred, shred through shit like it's fucking easy peasy, right? John's dead. Uh, sorry, Drogon lands... And there's a dead John, dead Grey Worm, dead Daenerys, but dead John, dead Daenerys are like hugging. And so Drogon picks up the the two dead Targaryens. Spoiler alert if you're this far in, but John's a Targaryen. And then flies away, right? Arya tells Sansa that John is dead and that she's going to leave and go west of Westeros, uh, which was a dumb fucking storyline. But, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Jack and Hagar, the dude who taught her how to you, do swordy stuff, right, shows up and kills Aya for using the power of the many-faced god for her own purposes, uh, which is strictly forbidden. And for some reason, she never got fucking... She never got a comeuppance for any of that, which is is dumb. Uh, so he, he, like, is dead, She's dead. She's gone. Uh, and then we come to, like, the end. You know, John's dead. Flown off to wherever the fuck the dragon wants to eat the body, I guess. Uh, I is dead. The boat sails off. Uh, we, like, pan through the fucking streets of King's Landing. And there's everyone, instead of some fucking dumb sitting around a table bullshit, right? Everyone's there, like, helping using their powers, right? So, like, Sam, Samwell Tarly is, like, there being fat, but also the Doctor, because he's now the Grand Maester, and he's got his big, like, Grand Maester chains, and so you can tell from that. Onion Knight is, like, handing people food, helping, that's what he was doing in Winterfell, you know, but it's also symbolic of his ability to get people food, because he's the Onion Knight. Uh, like, people are just doing stuff, like, that they're supposed to do. You know, instead of, like, having a chat about a book around a table. Uh, maybe Bronn is there in a whorehouse or something. I, I don't know why he's the master of coins, but he shouldn't have been. It was dumb. And, um, yeah, this, like, they're rebuilding King's Landing and everyone, like, loves them for their, for doing their best, right? And they're, they're, rid, they're rid of the Targaryen menace. And uh, it seems like you know, everything's going to work out okay. The circle has been broken. The circle of tyranny has been broken. And it's panning through, and then it gets through, and there's Brienne standing in her King's Guard uniform, uh, like in all gold, and it's it seems super epic, and you're like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. And then it pans into the fucking Iron Keep, and there's the Iron Throne, and Sansa's sitting on top of it, because she won the fucking Game of Thrones, Right, and she's doing like that little finger smirk, the way that uh, Maya Carcetti would do that little smile, like, yeah, fucking chaos is a ladder, motherfuckers. I won this shit. And, uh, and then it fades to black. The music is like the orchestral score, 
ends and you're like, fuck yeah, end of Game of Thrones, that's amazing, that's pretty good, someone won the Game of Thrones, and then it fades back in, and Drogon has put the fucking bodies down on the ground, and he roasts them, he just like fucking, Whoa. uh, that's yeah. good, I like it, uh, he roasts Danny and John, and then it pans back, and the fires die down, and they're naked, and, uh, but they're, they're not otherwise unharmed and then their eyes open up and they're shining bright orange and the circle has begun again and now they're the, the night what night king and queen or whatever the fuck. There you go. Cool. That's how I'd end it. It would be fucking spectacular. Everyone would lose their fucking minds. That would have been fantastic. Now, I don't want to see fucking dbs i don't want to see them do fucking star wars i don't think they can do it i don't think they have any fucking idea what they're doing I've but, no but what if that was george rr martin's like that's what he wanted that's his script what that fucking everyone lives happily ever after they spent fucking eight years killing everyone off willy-nilly for like almost no reason and then everyone lives happily ever after i don't fucking think so i do not think so Better not be. Anyway, follow-up question. What do you guys think of Georgie Boy collaborating with From Software on a Game of Thrones game? I'm about it. What do you think, Luke? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what it is, first of all. <clears throat> oh, sorry. I forgot <laughs> to end. What do you think of my alternate ending? That was the question at the end of my other 600 words. That's how you write a question, motherfuckers. You tack on a tiny five words of question at the end. That's how you do it. You can write whatever you want as long as it ends with a question. That's the trick. I learned that from watching, from listening to everyone else who's ever written a question that is really just a bald-faced rant yeah. with a, the barest of questions tacked on the end. Anyway, yeah. What do you think of my alternate ending? Sorry? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I get it. I know. I know it is. Uh, and then, what do you think of Georgie Boy collaborating with From Software? Apparently, that's one of the um, many projects he's got on right now that is stopping him from writing the last two books in the series. Uh, is He's writing... Uh, he's collaborating with From Software on a Game of Thrones game. I don't think it's a Game of Thrones game. I the fuck out of it. What... What what else would it be? A medieval from software game. And what? And George Luke, uh, George R. R. Martin is just fucking writing for fun. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that'd piss off so many people. It would piss off a lot of people. You are correct. Like, I mean, Jesus maybe. Christ, he's not. He's not like. I know he's written other stuff, but he's really just known for one thing you know yeah alright like he can't just go and do other things it's not allowed it's illegal so what From Software is doing licensed IPs now if it's Game of Thrones why the fuck not yeah what's the weakest part of any From Software game generally the story right like <laughs> great environmental storytelling but sort of a nothing story right yeah what if they they made a From Software game that had also a great story yeah genius I'm about All it. All right. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm locked in. We will fucking see what happens. Yep. 
All right, and that's it. Thanks for the emails, uh, whoever sent that in. Job? Yep, it was a good email. Well <laughs> One of the best, would you say? I would say one <laughs> of the best, yeah. One of the better ones. You know, really well thought out. Um, a lot of effort put in and uh, actually really genius, like, way to end, end a beloved series. Mm. So, yeah, thanks cool. for that. More like that, please. You should me. do Lost next, And also maybe. JB. Thanks, Johnny Bravo, for writing in as well. That was pretty good. <laughs> Uh, it, was a, it was a real brain tickler. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. And I like the Horizon Zero Dawn 2 theory because it's exactly what my theory was. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. All right. The Gap. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, all those wonderful places. If you search for The Gap or the GA Podcast, we'll definitely come up. Uh, if you've got some time, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find it. So we appreciate people that do that. Uh, if you want to send us uh, any questions, you can email us the GA podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Um, Job will hopefully read them out yeah. for you because I sure as heck will not, especially if it's about Game of Thrones. I will. Yeah. I will. What? <laughs> uh, you can also jump onto our Discord page, which is the GA podcast.com slash Discord if you want to jump on there and uh, send us any questions or, or play some video games or just yeah chat to people in general. Uh, we got yeah if you send us a question in our questions channel we will read it out on the show uh, and if you just want to chat in general chat yeah do that E3 is coming up we're going to be uh, in there a lot I would say I've seen what people are we say a, are we going to like live whatever um, for the parts that we're awake for maybe um, you can also find us on social media facebook.com slash podcast, twitter.com slash podcast. you can go to our website as well which is gapodcast.com um it's got links to all the things we just talked about on the show including past episodes of uh this podcast right here so if you want to um check that out maybe you want to listen to last week where nate and i talked for like three hours about all the shit nate's played in the last six months um you can go do that cool uh that's all thanks to our patreon members who help support our website if you want to help support this show you can go to patreon.com slash ga podcast and uh subscribe to us on a monthly basis helps us pay the bills so we appreciate everyone that does that every month thank you very much you're the best and i think that is it oh if you want to watch this show on youtube you can go to gapodcast.com slash youtube and that will show us on video unfortunately this week um no faces because uh where you can't see my fucking plush my plush jumper i've got the fucking slickest jumper luke you have no idea it is spectacular boy from unicorn right. and it feels legit like they skinned it next week as always next week it's amazing yeah yep. I'll, wear, I'll, I'll be wearing it next week yep. i'm basically wearing it all the time i'm gonna wear the fucking armpits out of this cunt before like two weeks over i'm like all over it it's the best right. yeah anyway. uh hopefully the audio has been okay this week um I, I am in a room that's super fucking la- like big and there's wooden floorboards and it's very echoey. So, uh, it sounds fine on my end, yeah. but uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see how it sounds as a podcast. Yeah. Um, but it should be back to normal next week when I'm back in my usual recording studio, AKA my home studio. Yeah. The cat room, the cat room. And that's it for this week. You got anything you want to want to spruik that you've been working on? Uh, go to redbull.com and check out my auto chess rant, competitive analysis auto chess. 
Uh, we got a really good preview of Final Fantasy fourteen Storm. No. Uh, what the fuck? Shadowbringers? X2. Shadowbringers, yep. yeah. What? Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers X2. Oh, X2. Classic. Sleep comes at night. Um, yeah. Shadowbringers is, is a really good sum up uh, from a... We got like a, a streamer like a YouTuber, a Final Fantasy fourteen YouTuber right. went over and checked it out. Uh, so like a like fucking crazy FF14 expert. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit more in depth than you might normally yeah. see because he is such a fucking Final Fantasy dork. Um, and yeah, it's a good like, took some editing, but it wound up being a good uh, piece, I think. So that's good. And yeah, that's about it. What about you? What do you got? Anything? Nothing. Uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. And me at Joey Jojo. <laughs> uh, and that's it. Next week we'll be back. I think we'll do some um, uh, some E3 predictions. What we think is going on. Yep. We'll play some more video games and we'll talk about all the rumors that'll be happening because probably going to be a lot. Usually like the week before Things go a bit hectic. Things go a bit stupid in the rumor mill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be in full swing. Yeah, cool. There's no doubt. All right, and that's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. That's been nearly cool. three hours. No, two and a half hours. Two yeah, and a half? That's all right. Not as bad as, you know. Good. You, know, could, you could do a better job. you got to learn from the, the man that is Nate Lawrence. He's very good at dragging things out. Oh, yeah. It's cheating. Nate is cheating. I'll tell you, because he only comes on every fucking three months. So he's got three months worth of games to talk about, right? The only reason I wasn't on last time was because I was nowhere near any fucking video games. So it's straight up just cheating. And I refuse to, like, um, I refuse to have my good name sullied by the efforts of... Yeah, Netflix. I'm not going to hear it. You got to bring your A game. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> See ya. All right. Next week, six hours. It's happening. It's not happening.